1: Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Nobody has better intel than the Gary Ashton team. Go to GaryAshton.com. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for 2023 model year Fords right now, at the dealership in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles is what they offer you. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on any major sport. You've got the NBA, what remains of the NFL, the NHL, and everything in between. Download the Superbook Sports app today. And TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out, that will help you just the same way as they have helped me. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. So, as we look at the Titans' coaching staff changes and all the different things that they have done in shuffling the deck at this point, obviously the offensive coordinator hire is the thing that's going to attract the most attention. But at this stage, um, there are a lot more a lot more pieces that are in place or that have been put into place that I think spark an interesting conversation. So as you look at all the different positions that were added, we'll run through them again because they did add additional staff positions, not just hire people or move people around internally. Here are the additions to the staff. Charles London is the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Chris Harris is the defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks court coach. Lori Locust, who is defensive quality control, as is Justin Hamilton. Uh, and then play, uh, coaches who are changing their responsibilities, Jason Howtailing, who's the new offensive line guy, Luke Steckel, former tight ends coach, now run game analyst, Pat O'Hara, the former quarter, quarterbacks coach, is the pass game analyst, and Tony Dews has moved from running backs to tight ends. As we sit here today, they still don't have a running backs coach at this point, but Mike Vrabel said yesterday on his Zoom call with us that ab- about – Uh, 90%, 95% of the team or the coaching staff has been filled out at this stage. So with all these different things, uh, Alex Alejandro says, so Chris Harris is officially staying. Yes. He is officially under contract with the Titan staff in 2023 beyond that. Who's to say, I'm sure he'll get more defensive coordinator looks as this thing continues to progress. But uh, looking at the circumstance for the Titans coaching staff, I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take. The question that I would offer you is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What's the most interesting staff change on the Titans' new coaching staff? You give me your response. We'll talk about it together. Of course, all of this is made possible by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for 2023 model year Fords and award-winning customer service. Nobody does it better than the Two Rivers Ford team. I'm a customer myself. I love my 2022 Ford Explorer. They built it for me last year, and they can do the same for you with the Built For You program. You go to tworiversford.com. You select any Ford vehicle that you like in any color that you choose with any customizable accessories. They will build it for you and deliver it right to your door. It's like doing Amazon except for your car. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what of the coaching staff hires is the most interesting at this stage? There's a lot of different places that you need to look to kind of discern this because all in all, there's basically 10 new positions or 10 new people in new positions on the Titans coaching staff. Stephen King says the internal hire of an offensive line coach. Tony Dews uh, for Stephen Crozio moving from running back coach to tight end coach since he hasn't been a tight ends coach since 2011 at Pittsburgh. Uh, For Titan the Tiger, it's Chris Harris, Charles London, according to Misguided Perceptions on YouTube. I think, though, for me, the more that I look at this circumstance – the more that I think that the offensive line coach is probably the most interesting hire that they made. I wasn't sure whether they would promote internally Mike Sullivan. He mentioned Sully. Mike Sullivan, who's been on this coaching staff for quite some time as an assistant offensive line coach, whether he would have been a legitimate candidate for the head job. But apparently, what they have in Jason Howtailing, and I hope I've been pronouncing that name right, is something that Mike Vrabel values. And at this point, the head coach had this to say, about the circumstance for that particular promotion.
2: You know, you, you realize that, you know, just as the same that we want to develop uh, players, and part of our, you know, challenge is developing players and understanding that they, who they are when they get here isn't necessarily what their their finished product is. And, um, you know, we don't care how you get here. We just care what you do when you're here. And, you know, I think Jason uh, is a great example of that. You know, fulfilled a role and, and was able to um, build a strong connection with the players. He's a great teacher. He's worked in multiple schemes. He was a head coach, um, and, and it was it was probably one of the best interviews that I've had in in, in five years and, and, and interviewing uh, different coaches. And so uh, I'm extremely happy and excited to to be able to. Give him this opportunity. Uh, I know that Sully will will support him uh, as well as, as we move forward with you know that 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 group and that unit that that has to to get better and it, it starts by you know, finding some guys that 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 can come in and, and develop and, and and be coached.
1: That's Mike Vrabel talking about the Titans' coaching staff situation and the hiring of an offensive line coach. What you're seeing right now is a lot of different shuffling parts and pieces on this coaching staff, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of continuity that they're looking to keep while bringing in new people, which is kind of the idea that you wanted them to have, right? Not a new person in the offensive coordinator. I mean, a new person in the offensive coordinator role, but not a new person of the staff, right? But you bring in Charles London, uh, you bring in Lori Locust. You bring in uh, a couple of different pieces and parts to provide new ideas, new basically a new feeder system for what the Titans coaching staff ultimately wants to be. You know, Mike Vrabel uh, has brought up the idea of wanting you know, that they hire good people, and you know, I take Mike at his word. For as bad as you may feel that the Todd Downing experience was, it's really the only big flop that Mike's had as far as coaching staff hires are concerned. Um, you can debate the merits of. Keith Carter, the former offensive line coach, or go back and look at Kerry Coombs as a defensive back coach, and decide whether moving on from him was the right decision at the time. On and on and on it goes. Right? You can you can pick apart any of these decisions ultimately that's made, but really Todd Downing is the only miss that Mike Vrabel has had, clearly and obviously uh, for everybody. So I think that Jason Hoteling is the most interesting hire for this reason, or more, most interesting promotion. And I'll tell you why here in just a second, right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Nobody will put you in better position to succeed than the Gary Ashton team. Get the Intel edge you need to succeed. Whether you're buying or selling your home, looking for your dream address, looking to sell your home for more. Sell for more at garyashton.com with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of this streaming show, Gary Ashton at garyashton.com. So, as you uh, as you look at the uh, J Street says Anthony Midget was a miss. He was only here for two seasons, one of them was the COVID year. Um, so you, I well, no, was Midget. I think Midget was hired during the COVID season. So that would have been three seasons, 20, 21, and 22, um, that ultimately he was working with this roster. And, you know, I think that you saw some significant strides from somebody like Christian Fulton. And I thought Roger McCreary played well, but they did have one of the worst passing defenses in football this year. I, I don't know enough about Anthony Midget's teaching style to describe him as a miss, but I don't think any other one was as big a flop as Todd Downing was. Um, Alex Blaine Mann says, just because you interview well doesn't mean you're going to do the job well. And, you know, that's a good point. I, I'd like to run back these comments because, you know what, Alex, Blaine Bishop is right there with you. The former Titans, uh, Titans safety, he's right there with you. He doesn't think much at all about all these shifting position uh, position coaches. No, no, I know. I, I don't like all these moving coaches around. I, I don't like any of it. I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't like any. you know what is reminding me of like you know Belichick does stuff like this and you see what that happened to their offense this year when they moved a, a DC guy to an offensive coordinator. You yeah, saw I what worked. happened. See, I just I don't I, now granted that's a higher position, you can get away with stuff there, but these guys are specialists at what they do. And when you start moving guys around like this, it's just oh man, I, I, I don't like it, not at all.
0: I don't recall ever in Titans history that this has happened like this,
1: so maybe that's why. So I'm just not used to that, but I don't. Now you know I love Blaine to death, um, but it does seem like he's doing a little bit of old man shaking his fist at the sun type of thing. I don't think Blaine's old, but I'm just thinking that it's 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 a it's a perspective that, um, you know I think that a lot of players at former players at Blaine's stage. Might have, but you look around the NFL at the way that NFL staffs are formed. Now, this is as big as the Titan staff has ever been, right? They've got pass game analysts. They've got run game analysts. They've got cornerbacks coach who are also pass game or defensive pass game coordinators, right? There's all kinds of different responsibilities that people will respond that are uh, taking over for at this point. Thank you for uh, pointing or reminding me, Robert, that midget was in fact hired in 2020, Um I think that at this point, you have to look at a, a couple of different areas. Titan the Tiger says he is comparing apples to grenades. These moves are specialists in their areas. Well, and I think the, the the mistake that I, and I, I look forward to uh, Blaine and I and Mickey uh, do a uh, do a Friday segment every Friday at 220 on the Blaine and Mickey show. And I look forward to kind of pushing back a little bit on Blaine about this because Blaine is always down to have a, a discussion. And I'm curious to get more, more feedback from Blaine on this at this point. Um, but what you're seeing is it's, yes, I understand the, the idea of specialized coaches for specialized positions, but I think to assume that that's the only thing that they're capable of doing, does those coaches a disservice? Um, I think that's evident by the idea that they're taking Pat O'Hara off quarterbacks and allowing him to have more say so, and what the offense ultimately looks like, the play calling itself, not calling the plays, but the scheme of things. That's a promotion in my eyes, as is Luke Steckel to run game analyst at this point. So I think that uh I think that through all these things, it's gonna be a fascinating dynamic to see how it plays out. And uh certainly I'm looking forward to seeing how far that this coaching staff can take next year's Titans team. Let's talk about which player stands to benefit most. From the coaching changes on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, tell me which Titans player you think is going to have the most to gain. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and get in on all the action because the championship in professional football is right around the corner and there's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. You download the app today and you get the best odds boost and promotions, the best menu of prop bets in the business. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. So win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So which player stands to benefit the most from these coaching changes i think that's what i'm most curious to see uh who end, whoever ends up as quarterback will benefit the most says Titan the tiger well let me push back on that because i mean they still have the same person as as we sit here today at, on wednesday february the 8th at 8 30 p.m central time they still have the same offensive line personnel i mean dennis daly's an unrestricted free agent so you know one would think that he doesn't come back but other than that, like they haven't bettered themselves on the offensive line. So I don't think you can say that straight up as of now. Um, I think that there are some players who do stand to benefit from this. Love Lovey Howell on YouTube says, hopefully the offensive line has the most to gain as a collective unit. And what Jason Howtaling does with this offensive line unit is going to be very, very scrutinized, right? They have a lot of makeup work to do. They're chasing a lot of personnel problems at this point and it's not easy to completely retool an offensive line in just one season. Percy Sledge says if Chris Harris can bring Farley around, it'll help another first round miss. I think that's a fair nominee. I think that uh or to be honest with you, I mean they can't they're not going to cut Caleb Farley because it would cost them money to do so, he's on a guaranteed rookie deal. So it's not like Caleb Farley's going anywhere, but this is I I will say this flat out. It's a make or break year for Caleb Farley. Because if he can't figure it out under a new administration and a, a, a new, uh, a, a slightly tinkered with coaching staff, then I just don't think this guy has a career at in Tennessee. He may go on to be a fine pro, but at this point, he has been a non-factor for this team and, in fact, a detriment at some times when he's been forced into action. Um, I do think that, that is my, uh, that's my nominee, though. I think that uh, Caleb Farley stands to gain the most From this, and you know whether they move him uh, positions as Jay Streets is suggesting, or you know he's a a lost cause at this point. That's you know we don't know that yet. But these this new coaching staff, this new administration under Rand Carthon, will be able to figure that out. And I do think that he has the most to gain, given that he is going to come from the furthest depths on this roster of any player who's working against it, other than you know Dylan Radens, who. Uh, is going to be who's going to be you know derailed for yet another season because what happened to Dylan Raiden is he tore his ACL and that was a December game like this dude's not going to be ready for training camp he's probably not going to be ready for the start of the season and uh, and I think that puts him behind the eight ball in a draft class that is very very heavily scrutinized right now now how Caleb Farley manages physically that remains to be seen but at this point um, I think he does stand to gain the most. All right, Roger Goodell spoke to collective NFL media members at the Super Bowl today. His press conference was fascinating, but one thing that he said felt like an outright lie. The question that I'm going to ask you is this. Why is Roger Goodell lying about NFL officiating? <laughs> Let me know your thoughts, your theories in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by Math Fitness in the Gulch in downtown Nashville. 220 by Super Bowl, or excuse me, 200 by Super Bowl. 220 was quite some time ago, thank God. But 200 by Super Bowl, that is the goal. And True Math Fitness is helping me accomplish that goal. They can help you get your workout journey correct. It's a new way to work out, a better way to work out. Whether you like their group style classes the way that I do, or you want to go for their personal training the way that so many others do, their staff is exceptional. No workout is ever recycled or repeated and they will always put you in the best possible position to succeed physically, physically, mentally, and emotionally as well. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free. So uh, why is Roger Goodell lying about NFL officiating? Uh, Troy Whitlow says, just like your hairline, what, my hairline is receding? Actually, you know what? For For a dude who's about to turn 30, like, I have this widow's peak that makes it look like my hairline's going? But honestly baby, we're cooking. You can't make me feel bad about my hair, (laughs) given what the rest of my buddies look like in their thirties. Honestly, at this stage, other than some grays, I am getting old guys. We're getting some grays on the sides, a little silver Fox. But other than that, like the widow's peak is one thing. And yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of receding right here, but otherwise we feel good. Um, but I don't know what that has to do. Lying like my hairline or lying like Roger Goodell, either way. Uh, because Roger is a semi-politician. Well, his, uh, his father was a, uh, I believe a congressman or a senator. So Roger definitely has that in his background. Um, lovey says, protect the shield at all costs. There is no lying. Uh, Troy Whitlow says, nah, not you, but Chris Frazier. Be nice to Chris. Don't, don't attack other people's hairlines. It's a very, very sensitive point. Disrespect. Um, <laughs> I just saw the comment that Troy Whitlow is making, Uh, Chris Frazier says he's done. And then the response was just like your hairline. That is so disrespectful. (laughs) Play nice, kids. Good God. Uh, Puka says shaving your hair made your hair thicker. I don't, I mean, it really, you know, knock on wood or knock on whatever's close to me. Like the hairline, it's about the thing that I'm I'm most confident about physically right now with myself. Thank God for that. Because it is a tough scene. a lot of people who start to get into their 30s can't tell others in the league they can't criticize the refs then do it yourself that's true so roger goodell is not going to publicly take out the refs, but adam schefter has already done the reporting on this and um the nfl thinks that there's an issue with the officiating but you couldn't tell that from roger goodell's comments well i would disagree with uh, several
0: of the points you're making in there so yes we listen to all the voices let's just start with that point but we'd like to go to the facts ultimately so just to take your point, are we losing people from the field to the, the booth? Um, there are some that never even officiated on the NFL field. And so we didn't lose anyone, may have lost them from our office, but we didn't lose them from officiating on the field. Others are taking on that responsibility at the end of their careers. So I do not think that's a factor at all, zero. Uh, I think for us, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out and extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes. They are not perfect, and officiating never will. But we've also had, obviously, replay and other aspects that help us address those issues to make sure they're not uh, something that uh, we can't correct on the field. Communications between our office, that is not the case the, in the championship game. That, that was stopped appropriately because the clock was running by an official on the field. That happens frequently in our game. That's not an unusual thing to have that happen. So again, we want to go back and look at the facts. We may not disagree, we may not agree with every TV announcer or every officiating expert but we think our officials are doing a great job, but we're always going to look through our competition committee and everything else we have, how we improve our officiating. But it will never be perfect. In addition, I think we all have to realize, through the quality of what we see on our broadcast, you've never been able to see the kinds of things that you can see today. And you see it in super slow-mo. You see it where you can actually stop it. Sometimes that distorts a-, a call, potentially but the reality is our officials are held to an incredibly high standard and I think they meet it. Will we try to get better? You betcha.
1: You betcha. He says, okay, Raj, uh, <laughs> Jaime says Pinocchio Goodell. Yeah, that's a tough one. Mr. Jones says, we see the BS. I mean, he's listen, he's always going to be a politician. He's always going to be diplomatic. They are not going to publicly attack their officials one because the NFL, uh, the NFL, Refs union is a mother bleeper and they will cause you all kinds of problems. If you do not recall the replacement ref season, it was a disaster. So, as bad as you think it is right now, um, it is not something that couldn't get substantially worse. What I will say is that ultimately the league has privately acknowledged po- problems with officiating and they're trying to find solutions. Although the solutions are not easy because everybody in the world with a smartphone, a, uh, an HDTV, or anything in between, they have better angles a lot of times than the officials do until they you know, go under the hood. It's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. One more left to do, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl when next we meet. Hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. Radio show tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Hope you'll hop on with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And if not, I will catch you right here tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime. See you guys.